This episode is brought to you by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. And by Pollen. Access your app store revenues faster and fund user acquisition straight away. To sign up, go to pollen.vc. Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 228, recording this live Friday, April 3rd in the afternoon. My name is, but that makes a good Friday. It is a good Friday. Anytime we do the podcast, it's a good Friday, but this is actually good Friday. I can't believe that we're in Ontario and working on good Friday. My name is Rob Woodbridge from untether.tv, located, as I said, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the nation's capital. And don't tell my boss I'm working because then I would get a fine or something, something to that extent. <laughs> With me, as usual, as always. It is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association in Toronto, enjoying the lovely spring weather we've had for the last couple of days here. It is getting warmer. It is starting to rain. That's, these are good things in Toronto. And uh, it means we'll have flowers soon, so it's all good. Uh, it's absolutely a good Friday. So yeah, it's a good happy Friday. New Year. Hey, you know, uh, it is uh, right now as as you say, it is 15 degrees Celsius. So you double that and add 30. That's like 60 Fahrenheit for you American listeners. Um, and tonight they are calling for four centimeters of snow. That much snow tonight. Tonight it's going to go from In 15 Ottawa? degrees Celsius to minus six tonight celsius and uh four centimeters of snow tonight yeah we're that's not here though in ottawa maybe yeah that's what i'm saying in ottawa oh, of course okay so we're gonna have a 21 degree temperature swing overnight hmm. my god they they told us to put here they told us to put sunscreen on today there you today go. and tonight or tomorrow morning I'll tonight be you'll be my uh laneway. you know you can go ahead and snowshoe bro be shoveling my laneway tonight tomorrow morning that yeah. is spring in Ottawa. Anyways, welcome, 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 Asif. Uh, this, our 228th consecutive episode. It's good to be here. It's good to be back. Wearing my Meerkat shirt. I think it's, I had to wear it once before it actually doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. This guy's a little sad, Meerkat. Sorry. I do like the logo. I do too. I do too. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a great podcast, uh, which is Triangulation, which is Leo Laporte uh, from the Twit Network, and he interviewed the founder of Meerkat, and he talked about why they chose Meerkat and why they chose uh, it as a company name. When you say yeah. different is better, what yeah. is? Uh, tell me what that means. There's a risk in choosing Meerkat as a name, and there's a there's <laughs> no. I a love risk. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but easily it could be a horrible name, right? right? right. I, I love it also. And the community loves it also, but we are lucky in that because, you know, there are some product decisions that you make that feels good, even though they are different, because all together, it's like it's like harmony. All together, they sound good. Alone, it's like it's a mongoose. Right. But all together, right. All together, it makes sense. It sounds good. It has its identity. And that's what I mean when I say different is better than better. Because you can have this like super sexy logo and super sexy thing that you, you know, you nailed and you overthought about it. But overall, it's it could feel different than than something that I don't know. I think that we. I think that if you look at a product, product is it's it's like music. It's like it's there's a harmony. There's different chords, different notes. There's a melody and 
sometimes things just come together in a way that as a whole they just feel good and i don't i don't necessarily say that we pulled out the best harmony in the world but i'm i'm glad that it it's still like it's making sense like the fact that it's a meerkat it makes sense because how meerkat behaves the fact that it's yellow it makes sense the fact that it's built in the way it built it it makes sense to people and i'm very you know we're very happy and, and lucky that people understand that that people understand that and are it's receptive you can find just go to twit.tv and you can find the interview there uh his show is called triangulation anyway this is our show asif khan what is going on with the location-based marketing association what are you doing in toronto maybe it's because it's easter it's easter man i gotta hang out gotta you know uh spend some time with the bunny and uh eat some chocolate and um maybe maybe a meal or two you know with the the family um so yeah i'm I'm actually around i'm even in town all of next week don't believe it don't believe it if you can believe it um but yeah there's uh you know it's uh, it's getting into uh to a busy time uh it's always a busy time it seems but uh April and May are, uh, are relatively busy times for us. So uh, we have an event coming up on the 16th of April that is uh, in San Francisco. Uh, the LBMA uh, and Wearable World is teaming up with uh, a group called Beacon Week. Um, and so obviously, as the name implies, we're going to be talking about beacons and wearables. Uh, so that's the 16th of April in San Francisco. Uh, and all the details for that are on the LBMA site. And uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, that's the only thing I really wanted to mention, other than to say that Retail Loco, yes, we just finished Retail Loco at South by Southwest, and now we're, we're working on Retail Loco for the fall. So uh, we've uh, announced the dates, which is uh, October 22nd and 23rd uh, in Chicago at the East Bank Club. So you just want to hold those dates on your calendars. Don't go anywhere other than to Retail Loco uh, in Chicago. So we'll see you there October 22nd and 23rd. And uh, that is amazing. And you can get some more information about that at Retail Loco, RetailLow.co. Not yeah. now. Don't go now, but it'll be up there soon. Yeah. October 22nd and 23rd. That will be the fourth Retail Loco, I see. Correct. Four Retail Locos. Where's the time gone? I know. It's insane. Where have you gone? What? Well, this is a uh, this is a jam-packed show. We've got, of course, our top ten stories of the week. Some really great stories, as usual, curated by Asif, as well as a great guest. I got to sit down just this past yesterday, just yesterday, just past Thursday, uh, to talk with Kevin Hunter, who is the chief operating officer of Gimbal. Heard of those guys? Talk about beacons, Gimbal, and beacons go hand in hand. They are one of the most dynamic, most interesting company that I've seen in this space, and they've worked with all the big brands. You name it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, uh, they've installed beacons in most of the Major League Baseball stadiums. They worked on the last three Super Bowls. They are the beacon provider inside of Apple stores. I don't know what else you need on your resume. They did the U.S. Open with uh, Urban Airship. These guys are everywhere. So you get to sit back and listen to Kevin talk about what's going on with Gimbal. And uh, this is part of a much larger episode, of course, on Untether.tv. And it will be up this week that you're listening to this. So sign up for the mailing list and you'll get notified when the entire episode is live on Untether.tv. Kevin Hunter. There you go. Uh, and uh, that's, I don't have any other announcements. I don't know about you, but I think we should just roll right into the stories. I like it. You think so? You, you get to start this week. I do. I do. All right. Here are the top 10 stories of this past week in the location-based, contextually-based marketing world. Not so fast. Before we get to those stories, we need to get paid. So here is a message from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you in part by Thinknear. 
Here's Lauren Hilberg, president and GM of Think Near by Telnav, to remind us what they do. Think Near is a location-based advertising network. We provide our clients and customers a great opportunity to get their advertising directly to the individuals who are most likely to act on it. Part of the beauty of what Thinknear does is to help use location to find your audience and then put the right message in front of them at the right time, at the right place. I know what you're asking, will this work for me? Brett Cohn, VP of Marketing at Thinknear has that covered. Every mobile campaign has the ability to leverage location to do a better job of reaching your audience. Thinknear worked with a large CPG company that has a health-focused cereal brand to help pinpoint their audience by city and then by neighborhood. Right again on how that was set up. People who might be visiting Tahoe to ski in some of our ads in the, in the Northern California area. Southern California, we talked about um, King Can King's Canyon and other outdoor uh, adventure areas near that locality. And what you start to see is you're hitting a, a specific neighborhood that fits your audience. You're contextualizing the ad creative to make it more relevant to the user. And you start to see higher click rates as well as higher secondary action rates because the ad's more relevant in hitting their audience. Think Near, keeping you fit one ad at a time. And now, back to the show. Here are the top 10 stories of this past week in the location-based, contextually-based marketing world. Our first story today involves Pac-Man. Pac-Man, Easter eggs, Pac-Man, Map of New York and Google Maps. That is our first story. And you, we, you know, I don't know how long Google has spent building these things, but you know that they love these little Easter eggs. So if you go right now to maps.google.com or .ca or whatever country you are in, you can actually and do a search for Times Square. Just type in Times Square in the search bar. You will see this little pixelated Pac-Man that pops up. And when you click on that, it is Pac-Man the game. For those of you who are not aware of what Pac-Man is, uh, it is actually a video game. It is not a cartoon on television, which my kids think it is. It is actually a video game from the 80s. And you can actually play it, you know, complete with ghosts, chomping little uh, dots, and actually eating blue ghosts when you run over the big flashing dots. This is a highly local version, I would suppose. You're, you're kind of chomping through some of the big streets in New York City. Uh, over a map overlay. It's pretty cool. I, I played this Asif, you know, probably for about 40 minutes yesterday. I just, and then I realized <laughs> yeah, what I, I was I, doing. I played at least 20 or 30 minutes the other day. So it was, it was kind of fun. It, it, it really, like Google <clears throat> likes doing this, uh, you, you know, with these little Easter eggs that they do, you know, across not only, they did this with finding Pokemon. Remember they did that, the finding Pokemon. Yeah. Now they've done it so that you can, you're supposed to search for, uh, for where the pack uh, Pac-Man is, but I just told you where it is. You just have to search for Times Square. Uh, and, uh, and but I, I like what they do. And, but I saw this great comment about um, about the effort that goes into uh, creating something like this is probably um, you know they can probably keep some of their other products that they've killed uh, like Newsreader alive if they just diverted the resources away from Pac-Man making into you know, the uh, Newsreader making. But uh, you know Pac-Man, Easter eggs, Pac-Man, Easter eggs, Google Maps, chomping on New York City, pretty cool, highly local, neat, very awesome. Alrighty, our uh, our second story. This is a big one, and this will be a part of, uh, our, I guess, our big story at, at the end of the day today. And uh, our good friends at Amazon, the brilliant, amazing Amazon, has launched um, a product that they call Dash Buttons.
don't let running out ruin your rhythm. Introducing the Amazon Dash button for Prime members, a simple way to reorder the important things you always run low on so you'll never run out. Set it up to order what you want, then press it when you're running low. Get an order alert on your phone so it's easy to cancel if you change your mind. And with Prime shipping, you'll get new products delivered to your door before you run out and never miss a beat. Prime members, request your free Amazon Dash button today. This, this just blew my mind when I saw this because it's so simple and yet I think has really powerful implications. So basically, uh, Amazon's mission in life obviously is for you to be able to uh, order anything you ever could, you know, dreamed of wanting. Uh, and be able to get it without ever going to the store, uh, you know, through their marketplace and, and delivery um, service. And um, so they've come out with these branded uh, little buttons, and you're probably seeing uh, images or videos here that Rob's thrown up in, in the background. But basically, you know, there's there's a Tide button, there's a Cottonelle button, there's a, you know, whatever button, Hershey's button, you know, whatever you want. Um, and you, you, you take these little buttons, they're tiny little stick on buttons and you stick them in, you know, around your house, you know, where the, where you normally consume these products. So you might stick the Tide button next to your washing machine. And if you're going to do the laundry and you realize, Hey, I'm, I'm about to run out of detergent. Well, you just push the button and it's internet connected, uh, directly to your Amazon, uh, account. Uh, this is available. Uh, it's a free service uh, for prime Amazon prime members. And so you just tap the button and it basically automatically through your account and through Wi-Fi uh, just goes out over the uh, over the internet and orders, uh, you know, another box of Tide for you. Uh, and, you know, Amazon will deliver that in uh, in due order. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it, it, Rob and I were talking, you know, earlier on before before we started here and, it, you know, he mentioned this this idea of the easy button. And I remembered I ran upstairs quickly to because I have one, you know, and here it is. That was easy. So that's how easy this is, Amazon Dash. And um, but it actually does something other than say that was easy. It actually you know places an order and and, and sets that up for f fulfillment. And the cool thing is is that uh, one of the interesting things about it is is that you know if somebody goes and tries to like tap the thing six times, it, it, that that's not going to order six uh, six sets of the product. Basically, once the product's been ordered once. Um, it, until it's been delivered, uh, it, you know they don't they don't accept a second order uh, for that. And uh, if you you know pressed it and uh, it was an accident, you can quickly jump on uh, and and cancel your order as well via phone and 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 other means. So uh, pretty cool, pretty simple. I love the branding aspects of this. Uh, some of the the CPG FMCG brands will get behind this stuff um, and uh, and issue uh, buttons. There you go, the Amazon Dash button. So you can find more information about that at amazon.com forward slash dash button. That's exactly how it sounds. And you'll be able to get a sense of it. And I, I love the fact that people thought it was a joke because they released it like a day before <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, April Fool's Day. But it's really not a joke. It's actually, it's it's actually a, real thing. a real thing. Dash button. I think yeah. everything that they like, they thought uh, Amazon's drones were jokes. And now they're testing them up here in Canada. They thought basically everything was a joke. Amazon this company is, doesn't joke around, man. Amazon is not a jokester. They're real. They are real. They are real. All right. Our They're next real. story. They're a real company, and they are going to be really big. Boy.
They even have revenue models, Rob. I know. God, I love that. Here's a revenue model. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. I love it. We'll, we'll have lots more to talk about that, obviously, around uh, the Amazon Dash button and a couple of stories I've had. In fact, it's going to include this one, our third story, which is MasterCard partnering with Keep. I don't know if you remember Keep out there in, in the world. I'm going to assume that you, if you're in marketing, you know who Keep is. Uh, and it is a, I mean, it's a great company that is started by a great Canadian. His name is Brian Wong, and he's been on Untethered.tv. I was always fascinated with uh, with this guy's so full of energy. He also speaks his mind, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, they created this new engagement platform that it, it enables companies to white label their service and then include this kind of reward into their app. And it's not always about reward. It's not about achievement. It's spontaneous rewards. And mm -hmm. uh, so MasterCard has this service literally called uh, priceless surprises and they launched this in 2014 and here they are partnering the keeps first client to do this white labeling piece which basically takes keeps puts keeps software or uh, reward system into their application and so when literally when people start using MasterCard they will get spontaneous rewards which is just like exactly goes along with their priceless rewards or priceless Makes surprises sense. and, and it, it is this is a match made in heaven, quite frankly. Um, and, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, when you use a product and you expect rewards, uh, you know, they get dull or you have this entitlement. But I love the way that what Keep does is it keeps you on your toes. So, you know, their typical uh, explanation of something like this would be, say you go to the gym, you download a gym app, you use the app, and not every time that you finish the, uh, you know, your routine or your workout do you get something, but they might then reward you with a, a you know, a bottle of water from, you know, designing water every once in a while, or they'll give you rewards every once in a while. So it always keeps you on the uh, tip of your toes, so to speak, using the application. And this is, you know, rewarding for good behavior. And this is actually pretty cool. So, um, you know, they are doing this. And, and an example that I read about it in uh, Marketing Mag was here's a perfect way to think about this in your daily routine is that say you um, are in an airport and you use an application to check a flight and the flight is delayed. This is an opportunity to surprise and delight your customer. Yep. So why wouldn't you at that moment, they've checked it, they realize their flight is delayed. Why would you not give them a free lounge pass at that moment? And that is what Keep does. And that is why I love this company. That is why I've always loved the company since I met Brian. And that's why I think that this is a beautiful, beautiful partnership between MasterCard and Keep. Awesome stuff. Alrighty, our uh, our fourth story is uh, an interesting partnership that's uh, emerged between Adobe uh, and Vibes Media. So this is the Adobe uh, uh, Marketing Cloud uh, software uh, is teaming up with Vibes uh, system, which is called the Catapult Mobile Relationship Management Platform. Um, and this is you know this actually came out of as I understand read about this. Uh, Basically, they, they realized that they, they had the same customers. Uh, so they both had Pep Boys and Sears and Pitney Bowes and, and all these guys as, as uh, c customers in common. And they realized that they were kind of serving different things, and yet there was a lot of synergy between the platforms. Um, and so, um, you know, what, you might be using, uh, you know, uh, the email or the SMS or the mobile marketing components of, uh, of Vibes. 
and you might be using uh, Adobe on the other side for uh, you know managing all your uh, your marketing data and your content in the cloud and all that kind of stuff. And so you know being able to kind of take take that information that's sitting in, in Adobe's cloud management system and being able to then deliver it uh, over the mobile marketing platform that Vives has that these customers in common um, you know could take advantage. So so they actually just decided, hey, let's just tie these things together. Let's make it easier for our customers. Always a great place to start with existing customers. Um, and then kind of roll this out as a as a joint offering. Um, and so now uh, you can have you can save your mobile coupons to Passbook directly uh, or Google Wallet, uh, depending on whether you're on iOS or Android, um, which is the Vibes component of that. And then you have all of Adobe's analytics uh, on the other side for sort of measuring engagement against all these things. So. Again, another match made in heaven, it seems, um, uh, you know, between Adobe and Vibes. Our sixth story. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, the National Baseball Hall of Fame has launched something they're simply calling the Beacon. And um, this is, uh, you know, with the baseball season about to begin in, in just a few days, probably by the time you're watching this, uh, baseball uh, has officially begun for the 2015 season. Um and this is really cool. So this is the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is, you know, the you know uh, Cooperstown, uh, New York, where all of the uh, inductees uh, and their memorabilia and the history of the game is is on display twenty four seven, three sixty five. And you know, if you have not been down there, you should go. Uh, I've I've been down there twice. It's amazing. And. Um, so what they've done is they're trying to get people excited about the history of the game. They're trying to get people to come to Cooperstown and experience the Hall of Fame. And so they've launched this 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 very very cool way to, for people to discover that. And that is um, with an, we teamed up with an agency called Sullivan and launched this app that's connected to Beacons. And so basically, you can um, you can travel around. And right now, this is only in the northeast of the U.S., but they're going to expand this to uh, you know across the across the country. And so basically, you you wherever you are in the northeast at the moment, uh, you know, say at Yankee Stadium or or other places. You can check in through a Foursquare like check-in service, and 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 then when you do, it responds with content, with information uh, that's historical about that place or about somebody who played there, uh, or something like that. So they give this example of if you check in near what was the former grounds of Brooklyn's Ebbets Field, you get information about Jackie Robertson's historic uh, debut in 1947, um, and things like that. And so it's all about bringing this sort of the history of baseball to life uh, to the fans locally wherever they are. And then, you know, the idea is, is to get you excited, uh, you know, and engage with the history of the game. Um, and then you can kind of, you know, feel like, you know, this desire to go to the uh, to the actual Hall of Fame in Cooperstown and, and you know, experience it all. Uh, it uses GPS and location. Um, obviously, uh, it's trying to, and it shows you, you know, from where you are, how to get to Cooperstown and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you can um, you can complete tasks in this. Uh, there's a road tripping feature that lets you complete tasks, and you can earn discounts uh, for things at the actual museum. So, you know, you can there's an experience you can have locally where you are um, to you know to get you know history and things like that. But then there's an incentive also to drive you to Cooperstown. So there you go. Yay baseball! Yay baseball! Well, you know, next to music, baseball has such a, an illustrious history, right? And it's mm. all contextualized because stadiums are gone. Uh, baseball players have lived other lives, and you know, when you go into Toronto, um, it's still there, right? The Joe Carter uh, mural is that still there? 
Yes. It is. So, like, you know, if you don't know that, it's like Joe Carter hit this oh, game-winning yes. three-run home run uh, uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies on. to win game six of the World Series in Here's Toronto. They were down by two. It was probably one of the most iconic, most amazing, most, I, I, I don't know, joyful moments yeah. Um, yeah. for a baseball fan, not a, let alone a, a Blue Jays fan. Um, and uh, but these are these are iconic moments in baseball, and they should be captured like this. I love this. God, I love this. It was awesome really, stuff. I was it's kind it's of, just fantastic. You know, yeah. I wasn't sold on the whole location-based marketing world at all, Asif, until that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was it, it took baseball to make it happen. It took so. baseball to make it happen. Yeah. It took no, baseball. No. Baseball. Yeah. Love it. Very cool. It's in my, it's in my heart. It's in my soul. It, it is. It is. It has to be there because uh, we have to teach our kids to love baseball because it takes a while to really appreciate it. And awesome. People are like, we're talking baseball. It's not Bruce Springsteen. It's baseball. Yeah, hey. All right. Our uh, next story, our seventh story involves one. This is a feel-good, great story. It's a company called Wayfinder. That's W-A-Y-F-I-N-D-R. It's not like Grinder. It's Wayfinder. This is actually something that helps uh, visually impaired people navigate the uh, London subway. Uh, it's actually being, uh, uh, there's a trial underway right now in Pimlico Tube Station. And it, it literally is to help anybody with um, some kind of sight loss. So partially blind or blind um people to be able to navigate through the subway station and make sure they get it on their train it's been developed by a company called us Two, and we have talked about us Two. it's a studio that develops uh, digital products and services and this is for the royal london society for blind people rlsb um, and this is this is really, as it sounds, they've got beacons throughout the uh, subway station. Uh, and literally, they have what's really cool about this is that they have bone conducting earphones. Actually just allows you to hear the ambient noise and understand where you are, as well as uh, kind of get feedback from these Bluetooth um, uh, beacons throughout. Their goal is to standardize uh, audio signage to offer easy and seamless ways to navigate public transportation. It's all done through beacons, it's all done through these bone uh, conducting your phone so so watch this and be amazed and this is great use of amazing technology for an amazing purpose Once we know where you are in the space we can trigger directions at points throughout the journey these directions are communicated via audio using the bone conduction headphones that augment directions on top of what they're already hearing for the youth forum being involved in the design of the solution to the challenges they identified has been incredibly important being able to use the perhaps negative experiences they've had to create something positive that has the potential to improve the lives of vision impaired young people across London. Being able to get our hands on a working prototype less than two months after the launch of the Youth Manifesto was really great in terms of being able to see their ideas come to life. It was interesting to be able to walk with without help so it made me feel more confident made me feel independent yeah it's a good experience more information or if you'd like to get involved please visit rlsb.org.uk forward slash wayfinder love it and this is just amazing yeah it, it's uh you know anytime i mean we've covered so many stories like this you know and even the barclays bank uh, uh piece for disabled um you know folks with with yes. any kind of disability yeah. right you know, it seems like a lot of this, like the cool uh, applications for, you know, whatever your impairment is, uh, you know, beacons uh, being tied to that is, is a big thing in the UK right now. And I applaud them for that. 
You know, uh, I, I don't talk about this very often, and I mentioned it when we were at Retail Loco. I said my youngest brother, Peter, he's 35 now, yep. maybe 37. <laughs> um, I lost two years <laughs> in there. Um, uh, he's profoundly deaf, and uh, in the beginning of January, he went in for cochlear implants. So basically, they in his in his right ear, they uh, in, install a plate uh, right on his skull, and then they go in into the cochlea and uh, and attach it. And then they, he wears a an amplifier that attaches to the plate on his ear uh, up on his skull, and like a hearing aid in his ear, and it and it ties into his cochlea. And and he turns it on, and the kid, he's not a kid, but for the first time in in you know. 30 years he wore hearing aids when he was younger uh, is hearing sounds so if he listens to something that's extremely loud yeah it won't sound, damage anything or it sound really loud to him it should now today's only the first day and everything's he loud did have the deep voice. so Dave, yeah. you have a deep voice he's hearing my voice for the first time he's amazing it's really annoying but <laughs> um, and you guys should know that by now. But but when you start to think about the amplification, the opportunities that something like this, uh, you know, wayfinding, um, not only for uh, for the blind, but but things for the deaf, that they, they just these kinds of services are amazing. So now what he does, he's got a Bluetooth service, uh, you know, Bluetooth on his phone, Bluetooth in the device, and he just takes whatever broadcast he wants. So he wants to listen to the Sens game, like he's. Like freaks me out. He's listening to the Sens game. That's amazing. Listening. You know, and, and since that's happened, you know, that means that Rob and I have one additional fan. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. Because <laughs> so he's like, wow, I can hear. But it gets pumped right into his brain. So you you know, you don't hear it like speakers or headphones. It's it goes right into his brain. And that's it amazing. just blows my mind. Anyways, it's, it's pretty cool. So if you want some more information, you can just do a quick search um, for uh, Wayfinder. W-A-Y-F-I-N-D-R, and uh, kudos to this. Hopefully this just rolls right out across the world and, uh, and it, you know, the technology is used for effective um, means to be able to help people who are with disabilities get where they need to get to, show, show them some independence. Pretty cool. There you go. Bone right. conducting on earphones. Yes, amazing <laughs> stuff. Okay. Now, on to our eighth story. Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, you've heard of Airbnb by now, uh, and this idea of you know just finding a a place to stay. No, uh, I've never heard of it. What is that? Wherever you are. Um, now, before I tell you about this company, let me tell you. <laughs> earlier this week, so I was in I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and actually in Franklin, which is just this uh, this suburb of Nashville, uh, doing some, uh, some some consulting work for a, a brand client out there. And I checked in, uh, you know, at a few places that I was at. I was having dinner at this at this restaurant in Franklin, and I get this message on Twitter from a friend of mine, Stephanie Carls. Uh, love love Stephanie. She's awesome. Uh, lives down in Austin, and we were able to connect at South by Southwest just a couple weeks ago. But I get this message on Twitter from Stephanie saying, "Hey, I see you're in in Franklin. My parents live there." Um, and uh, you know, if if you're bored of you know you, you're traveling all over the place and eating all these places, you know my parents would love to have you over for dinner. Come uh, on, wouldn't you love to have a home cooked meal? And I said, well, you know, I can't. I'm already in the middle of this right now, but you know, uh, I'll take you up on the next time. And then the next morning, you know, I'm I'm like looking through my uh, my news feeds and all the stories, and I come across this company called Air Bites. And so this is the Airbnb for people on the road to find people in the cities that they're at who want to make them a home-cooked meal. Uh, now, it's not a service that exists just yet. It's a, it's a project that's uh, coming out of a, a college uh, 
program, um, uh, Berlin School, uh, Berlin's uh, Mia Mia Ad School. Uh, some some folks there came up with this this concept as part of uh, of their coursework. Uh, but it's basically something that they're looking to develop still. Uh, it's called Airbytes, as I said, and it's really a, a marketplace, a location-based marketplace for, you know, finding people. Uh, it could be chefs. It could be just people, uh, you know, who uh, like to cook. And, uh, you know, if you want a home-cooked meal when you're on the road, here you go. Airbytes. They rate Francesca's risotto and her as a host. In the end, Francesca makes some extra money. Nick and Sarah get to taste real, affordable, homemade Italian food at a local's place. The most important part? They get more pictures and stories to share, and a new Italian friend. Did you, did you really, would you really go for a home-cooked meal with somebody's parents? Well, I mean, I would go to Stephanie's parents' house because, you know, like, I, I know her really well, and I, yeah. I, 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 tr I trust her, uh, her opinion. Uh, I mean, probably, I don't know if I'd do I trust your parents to feed me. With, well. with, with anybody, but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, so air bites. That's that's pretty cool. I, I like that. I like that concept. You know, this girl. Like, by the way, like so, so Stephanie, like blows my mind. Like she is, she is one of these people who's uh, like we've met. We met through, you know, the conference circuit world. She's she's well known in sort of the ad and the social media side of of, of things. Uh, you know, but but she's uh, and just to evidence that. So she uh, she's got a little baby at home, and this baby. She put like I don't know like a year and a half ago or whatever. She posted some photos on Facebook of this kid, and this kid is like super cute with these big blue eyes, and, and like next thing I know, the kid's an official Gerber baby. Oh come uh, on! Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then you know, previous to that, like she, when she had gotten married, you know, um, there was photos up of her wedding because she had partnered with GoPro, and she had a, a GoPro <laughs> in her wedding bouquet as she walked down the aisle. Um, I mean, like there's all these crazy things that she does, but uh, so. That's For that reason alone, I'd have dinner with her parents just to see what. <laughs> How did you make that? Raising this uh, this crazy marketing uh, kid, but uh, yeah. That is awesome. <clears throat> that is awesome. Well, that's Airbites. Home cooked Airbites. meals on the road. Yeah, for my kids, it would be like uh, you know, uh, where can I get craft dinner? Macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. Burgers and burritos. That would be it. That's a home cooked meal. Yo. That's when I cook. <laughs> Uh, which is better than the cream peas and salmon on toast my father used to cook for us. Creamed peas and salmon on toast. Mm. Think about that for a moment. Mm. That would salmon be called... I could deal with on toast. I don't know about green peas with it. No, though. no, creamed. creamed. Oh, creamed peas. No, I, yeah, it's no, salmon no, on toast. That today that would be called child abuse. Hmm. Yeah. So go next time, Asif. Go and enjoy a home cooked meal. As long as yeah. it's not in my house. You're going to have to do that. So anyhow. All right. So uh, our, um, the nice story is uh, this is a, a very interesting little application because, uh, you know, the grass is not always greener or sometimes it can be on the other side of the planet. This is a company called or a service called Two Worlds. Now, it's spelled Twirlds, T-W-O-R-L-D-S. But if you think about I'm about to describe what it does, um, it's Two Worlds. And you can go to Two Worlds, twirldsapp.com. Exactly that sounds. T-W-O-R-L-D-S. R-L-D-S-A-P-P.com, World's App, but it's called Two Worlds. And basically, uh, you take a photo with uh, from anywhere, 
within the app, you take a photo and it's immediately coupled with a corresponding similar moment at a random spot around the world. So somebody else somewhere is taking a photo of a party. Basically, you go in and you say, listen, this is, you, you, you tag it. You say, listen, this is a party that I'm at, or this is food, or this is a drink. It's a bunch of hashtags. You choose your theme. And then you take a photo and it's beamed up into the cloudosphere and it's matched with somebody from somewhere around the world. And, you know, it's geographically based, but it's not uh, isolated to like your street. It's based on cities so you, you know you, there's there's some privacy layers there but it's 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 mashed up with somebody else's party photo and then it's combined and then it's placed together and it, it only contains the two places names but then uh, it, the uh, the image the newly combined image can be viewed saved shared or whatever you want to do and basically what it's telling you is like it's it's looking for similar things that are going on around the world m matching them up and then displaying them uh, at, you know they call it two worlds one moment um, this is this is very interesting to me because we always we always talk about I, I think of Instagram for example in the early days as as a gateway to the rest of the world right like the people yeah. I follow on Instagram for me are it's amazing because I get to see their point of view their world from their point of view and uh, and and then there are all those people that travel a lot and take great pictures as well but you know it just gives you uh, if you do your do it right with Instagram it gives you the diversity to be able to find those people but hey if you're interested in somebody's fashion statement tag a photo with this app for fashion take a photo of it and you'll see somebody else's perspective mashed together with yours um this it, it's no business at all there's no revenue model there can't be a revenue model here but this is one of these great things about how global we are how small the world is becoming as a result of the devices that we're carrying in our pocket twirls two worlds t-w-o-r-l-d-s-a-p-p.com twirlsapp.com twoworldsapp.com there you tough, go tough to i, I kind of like it yeah you know, Instagram never had a business model either, so... But what they say here... You, that's right. They're supposed to get bought. Um, yeah. But what they say here is that you cannot use existing photos, right? So they right. won't allow you to upload photos. They won't allow you to use Instagram or tiny Instagram. It has to be in real time. And that's, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the cool part of this. Two worlds. There you go. All righty. Our final 10th story of the day is about a little company called Keep Tracks. That's T-R-A-X. Uh, they raised a million dollars this week um, from a, a company called Naya Ventures. That's N-A-Y-A. This is a company with dual headquarters in Dallas, Texas, and Hyderabad, India. Um, and basically what they're doing is they've got some patent-pending technology converting people's physical location. Where Basically where you're visiting, they're curating this into event pins. Um, and then capturing and organizing all that data, um, as like like the location name, the address, the dates, the times, all this information related to that, photos, calendaring information, all this stuff, kind of putting it all together uh, using GPS and multiple sensors in the device to to sort of uh, gather this data together, um, and then kind of you know tag it uh, you know to these to these event pins. Um, so not not a new concept um, in any way. I mean, maybe new in the number of sensors and things that they're they're um, you know putting together to uh, to collect data. Um, but it's kind of interesting. And you know, I was reading one of the quotes from uh, from the uh, the CEO here, and he's and he, and he basically says, look, um, they've they've been in this in this business for a long time in terms of logging travel. Uh, and what they saw was is that there's a lot of uh, sort of adjacency uh, areas uh, that they felt that the technology could be applied to, and people were, were were wanting and asking to apply it to, from field sales optimization, he says, to uh, rich location-based user profile generation and life logging. 
And obviously, we've seen all sorts of point solutions in each of these areas. Um, and so, you know, they're trying to say, hey, you know, this this one solution with all the sensors that, that we're combining can do that all. And they've raised a little bit of money to see if they can uh, can make it work. So that's Keep Tracks, uh, K E E P T R A X. And it's a modest amount of money. Yeah. It's not a ridiculous amount of money. No, it's like reasonable. Like, it's, it's almost, you know, it's not, I think 50K is yeah. reasonable. But, so this is a little bit beyond 50K, but a million bucks. Yeah, and these are guys, by the way, the, uh, the, the founders are, are guys who've uh, you know, been in the industry for a long time, understand the space. Uh, one of the guys, Kedar uh, Benegal, um, he, uh, he spent 15 years uh, as a senior strategy and marketing guy in, uh, for Sabre Holdings, one of the biggest travel Yes. Uh, company travel software and data companies on the planet. So, uh, so these guys have been at it for uh, for 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 a good good long time. Let's just say they know their stuff. They know their, their stuff. Jobs. Well, see, those were the top ten stories, man. Great job. Some great diversity. Our top ten stories. If yours was not there, damn you. I'm not even going to tell you what to do anymore because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you ignoring us. If you have a story, keep it. Don't send it our way. I'm not interested. You're not going to get the top 10. Screw you. There's no way that we're going to play it. All right? Here you go. <laughs> you know what I like about uh, the recordings that you did about uh, from Retail Loco in, in, uh, in Austin? Is that you recorded everything. You recorded absolutely everything. And the only thing that didn't come up on screen when, when I was giving the finger to the audience, the, the people that were leaving. Remember that... Uh, yeah, you know, you got that rush, right? Where where somebody like it was a great panel right before mine, and then when it all ended, everybody got up and walked out the room. So I, I flipped them all the bird, and uh, you caught me saying it, and you got my arm gesture, but you didn't get my finger. So I missed the finger. Oh, yeah, sorry, man. It's, it's okay. I got to cut it out. Yeah. So you have to be there live to see those things. <laughs> so uh, top ten stories. We've got a great guest uh, coming up right now. His name is Kevin Hunter. He's the chief operating officer for Gimbal. Now, Gimbal is a beacon company, but it's not just a beacon company. And what I love about what Gimbal is doing uh, is the fact that they are incorporating many different avenues to be able to interact with customers, right? So it's not just beacons. It's about everything as well that they use multiple ways to, to uh, communicate with you. So if beacons come and go, if your beacons die, there are fail-safes, right? That's one of the key things here is that we talk about this all the time. When that battery dies and you've got a million of these things throughout your entire you know store base, it's it's a huge cost to be able to do that. So you want to make sure that whoever you use has this kind of ability to leverage other technologies that are around and are not just tied to one because it might be a passing thing. Two years from now, beacons may be gone. Something else may have replaced it. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but uh, that's what I loved about my conversation with with Kevin was you know he, they co they cover ground. They're not just about the beacons. They're about the the operating system of that network. And and so here, uh, doing a better job of describing what they do is Kevin Hunter, who is the chief operating officer for Gimbal. As I said, the full interview will be up on Untether soon. Uh, Kevin, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing what you guys are up to at Gimbal. I'm very excited about this episode, as you can tell. Uh, my palms are sweating. So this is this has got to be good, man. This has got to be good, okay? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, we appreciate you having us on your show. Uh, we've been following for a while. It's great. We're talking about some fantastic things. So in, it's great to actually talk about what's going on in this space because beacons are 
are very relevant to what's going on with regards to the marketplace and so many different verticals right now. And it's fantastic to be what we've, you know, one of the leaders in this industry right now and driving what we believe is a lot of value across many different verticals. So it's a, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity right now, man. It's just awesome. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny because you guys are a young company, a relatively young company, and, and we can get into the store and we will in a second. But I, I mean, the client, your, your client list is crazy. Like I've heard amazing stories about, the, you know, your implementation uh, with Urban Airship at, uh, at the U.S. Open. I mean, we're talking about every single Apple store in the United States. We're talking about Super Bowl. Man, like uh, this is this is a great story uh, because you've been able to occupy the mind and the imagination of some of the greatest brands on the planet to use what you're doing. So why, why don't you explain to people what it is that you do, and then we can get that past, and we can dive into deep conversation. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, you, you pointed out some of the, the highlights we have, but we have many, many more as well. I mean, you're talking about some sports, you're talking about some retail, you're talking about transportation, lifestyle. I mean, we are in so many different verticals. Um, it's just been fantastic. You know, we've, we've looked at this as really trying to bridge the physical and visual world, really taking that value proposition through mobile and really bringing that to a, a large audience base, large ecosystem, because there's just there's so much that can be done with this. As a consumer, I want to see how I can get more information about the places I go, the places I'm at that's relevant. I don't want to be bombarded with a whole bunch of spam, I want things that are relevant to me as I go through that. And the way to do that is to derive context out of that environment. And that's what we do. We, we basically use location and proximity through mobile to basically provide uh, an engagement platform that gives information to audiences when they're there. And we looked across an ecosystem. We saw a great opportunity to enable just not one vertical, just not retail, but we saw retail and we saw lifestyles such as museums and transportation. Uh, we saw, you know, out of home, we saw a whole bunch of other areas that could use this, op this, this, this value proposition. And so we decided that we're gonna build an ecosystem around this and built on top of that. And I think that's one of the reasons you see us in so many places with so many key customers uh, because we're taking an approach that we're going to basically be the best physical and visual bridge. I, I, I love it because I, I mean not only do you have all those as you the brands that I mentioned but you, you major league baseball and the NBA and, and obviously the NFL and then into retail and and what what differentiates you what sets you guys apart from 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 you know beacon vendors because I always get this question when people ask me say well who should we talk to for to buy beacons from should we talk to Kimball I mean like you no know, you don't just buy the beacons you invest as you said in an entire ecosystem you can buy right. the beacons from everybody so why why would they go with Gimbal? I mean, you pointed out at you know, Urban Airship, for example. Yeah. Urban Airship's a you know a great partner where we said, hey, there's an opportunity here. You have a really a best-in-class uh, mobile engagement solution, um, and we're a best-in-class digital physical bridge. When you combine those together, you give a lot of opportunity. That US Open was a fantastic example of that. And so by enabling partners to be able to take advantage of this, they can bring that to their customers. And it just gives us a, a phenomenal opportunity and reach for the marketplace. Um, in, in retail, you pointed out Apple a second ago that you know, Apple really helped move this market forward with iBeacon, bringing that specification to market, allowing the ecosystem to grow, putting it inside the device, right, from the 4S and above, really making sure that they seeded it. It's a fantastic story about how you build an ecosystem, and it was great to be um, included in the Apple retail store rollout, you know, leveraging the gimbal beacons. And you're right, it's just not about gimbal beacons or beacons in the marketplace. It's really about a, a comprehensive story. I mean, I can go into a retailer and a retailer is like, hey, what's the shiny beacon, right? Tell me all about it. And when you get there, you say, you start with that conversation. Um, but what they're really wanting to know is how do I understand my audience better? How do I understand my audience better through mobile? And that conversation starts way before you get to the store. 
And so if you look at what we have in a platform, yes, we build great beacons, um, but uh, you know, a lot of our Qualcomm heritage and goes into that, that manufacturing. Um, but we have way more to offer than just one simple component of hardware. We offer a solution, a management platform that combines beacons, the micro component, the macro component, and the ability to understand your audience when you're away as well. So when you combine that together, it really is a digital footprint, digital path in that physical world that starts way before you get to the location. And so our proposition is you need to understand all that because if you only understand one component, then you're actually missing a whole part of the conversation. Kevin Hunter, Chief Operating Officer of Gimbal. Uh, go to gimbal.com. And uh, of course, you can find out a ton more information. And then again, come back to Untether.tv when that episode is online and ready for your consumption. Free of charge, I might add. Thanks, Kevin, for uh, being a part of Untether and allowing us to use that clip here on This Week in Location Based. Love it. Love uh, love Gimbal. Love those guys. They're awesome. I do. I can't find yep. anything wrong with them. I can't. I can't. No. You know, and I look around and I say, why aren't people using these guys? Why aren't they? Like, they've got, they, they, they got the NBA. They've got the NHL. they got Major League Baseball. they got uh, the NFL. they got uh, baseball. If only Bruce Springsteen was using Gimbal. Just strap a, strap a beacon onto Bruce. I could follow him yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And I do. All right, uh, we got one last thing to have a discussion about before we can let everybody go, and this is the most amazing part of this entire show. It is. When Asif and I just spent five minutes talking about one subject in order to be able to make sure that we understand it and that you understand it, and this time we were talking about filling the bunny's basket because by the time you're eating this, you'll be stuffed full of turkey or ham or chocolate or all of the above, and you can sit back and enjoy the tryptophan, 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 high uh, or low, whatever it might be. Um, and while we talk about uh, Amazon's Dash button and MasterCard partnering with Keep to basically uh, enable this ability to not only create brand loyalty, but also to fill up the basket. And Amazon Dash, man, that, you know, I've always maintained that Amazon is always in, is not as interested in selling your product as they are about getting it into your uh, your shopping cart. So they know that if you fill up your shopping cart, they know that you're gonna buy from Amazon. And the faster and easier they make that, the better it is for them, the better it is for you, the more convenient it is for you. And here's a bunch of brands that believe that. And I freaking love this. One thing though, if I was Tide or any of these brands that are part of this, in the box, I would include the dash button. You know what I mean? I would include it for free for everybody in partnership with Amazon. Amazon, you pay that bill because you don't care about making money right now. Pay the bill, put it in there, get everybody using this thing. And I would in a second if it was available in goddamn Canada, but it's not. So I, I love what Amazon is doing with this to, uh, to just get it in the basket and get the shopping cart full and get orders rolling to my house. And I know you feel the same way, Asif. I totally feel the same way. It's it's brilliant marketing. It's brilliant branding, um, and and, and the, it basically it comes down to the simplicity of, you know, this idea of just having a button um, and being able to just press this thing and have it connected to your account and have it fill that basket, as you say. Um, and I'll tell you, um, since this announcement happened, which was the day before, I guess it was the thirty first uh, when this announcement came out this week. Um, between then. Like within, I would say within 48 hours, I had three LBMA brand members, not technology companies, brands, retailers, and brands, call me uh, asking about this. You know, in, in the context of our you know, 
we want, we want, we want in. Like, because they saw how easy it was and they're like, we got to be able to do something with this. And for the most part, you know, m my response was pretty consistent. Like, well, we can't do anything with that because it's, it's Amazon. It's directly connected to Amazon. And, you know, you're this brand or you're this product company or you're this other retailer. You know, that's not going to work. But, you know, what, what it will work and what will happen now is all these guys are going to go out and build their own buttons. Uh, like their own custom buttons. So one of the brands I was talking to was in the automotive space, and and you know we were talking about j just the the concept potentially of even just put sticking buttons on vehicles in the showroom or on the used car lot, and having these buttons, you know, have, with voice information, you know, basically just start telling you about this car instead of you having to you know have a beacon, you know, send stuff to an app or you know whatever the case might be. I mean, there's it, it's the simplicity of being able to just you know tap a button and. That was easy. <laughs> that was easy. Um, you, you know, so it, 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 it's it's just crazy how nobody's really done this before. And, you know, it's Amazon that always finds the simplest things, the simplest things uh, that are going to make a ton of money. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's what, what what's going to happen here. I think the challenge is, is that, you know, and at the same conference I was at, uh, one of the conferences I was at this week, Somebody uh, showed a, uh, a video presentation uh, of a, a, a whole analysis of Amazon's model uh, and in particular kind of looked at how, actually how much money they lost this year because of free shipping, um, especially around you know, Christmas and Black Friday and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, yes, their business is about, you know, filling that basket, but, you know, they also have to start figuring out, you know, what does it cost to actually deliver that basket? Because, um, you know, the two have to work together. You can't just do one or the other. And, and you know, but the dash button is, is pure brilliance. It's pure brand brilliance. And I can tell you brands are hungry for this kind of connectivity to the home. And, you know, we've talked a lot in the past about, you know, you know CPGs like Coke and Pepsi and, and their their desire to you know sort of get directly uh, in contact with the end consumer and not rely on the merchant or the retailer to do that for them. Um, and so be, to be able to have that tied brand like w w with that name and that moniker and that logo right by your washing machine, or to be able to have these things there and then be able to have a digital connectivity to you know to engage with that uh, is is just. Uh, Something that uh, both the brand wants, and I think from a convenience point of view, the consumer will want to. I totally agree. And you know what? What's so great about it, aside from all of that, Asif, is that it's physical. You know, we've yeah. always talked about this. What you know, people trying to blend physical and digital. And here is a physical button that, when you press it, it orders something from you. So it takes the the fear out of online ordering and mobile ordering. It takes the fear yeah. and the confusion away from somebody who, like a parent right who may not be technically savvy or maybe aged um and it allows you to kind of simplify that process and as a as a as a son of of an aging uh father right who's completely he's in better shape than i am so i'm pretty sure that he's thinking that i need that button for my sanity but when you start to think about the ability to put those buttons in the places that are important and the things that that can be ordered like that uh, I uh, I love this bridging of the physical and, and the digital world. Um, now I, I can also see some big problems. Of course, is that I've got the tide button over the uh, washer, and I've got the bounce button over the dryer, yeah. and then I've got the uh, you know the 
uh, what, what would be another toilet paper one over the dispensers and the toilet in the bathrooms and and all of a sudden I'm looking around and I've got buttons everywhere right yeah but I start to think about okay what can I do here um, can I can I have this like can I have this row of bill payments right so you know because I instead of instead of attaching a bill to my fridge can I just have like the hydro button and can I have the bell or the uh, the cable button or the mobile button right can i have those things that enable me to be able to do this thing and then maybe you know can i have my parents version of that or my kids version of that so i can hit you know anyway i'm way off here but i start to think this is it, it sounds ridiculous and, and and but this is this is a very unique approach to the things that we need to replenish in our lives, the things that we do quite often. Um, and, I, you know, there's probably a, a better digital version of this, but I love the physical and digital combination. Yeah, I do too. Man, we're not even going to talk about MasterCard and Keep. No, we don't, we don't need to. Uh, you know, that, that, that to me is a, is a great story because uh, Amazon Dash, you, you know, they're the company that tries stuff. And if I look around at the graveyard of huge, uh, big box retailers, like I just drove down uh, one of our busy streets yesterday with my kids, and uh, there was Target empty, there was Future Shop empty, and if I'm any company that's out there thinking, oh my God, we're going to build a business in the retail space, this you got to start thinking a little bit out of the box. And then today is Easter Friday, right? Good Friday. Um, and uh, Whole Foods here in Ontario, and every it, this is a statutory holiday in the province of Ontario. That means that the only things that can be open are, are, are essential services like gas stations or tourist areas. Like we have the Byward Market here. So it would be like Dundas Square, right? That place is open because yeah. it's a tourist destination in Toronto. And uh, But Whole Foods said, we're going to be open. We're not closing today, and everybody's up in arms. The thing is, it's a five hundred dollar fine. So they were like, "Okay, we'll we'll bite that. It's okay, we'll yeah. bite the fine." But the whole idea that physical stores are oh can't be open, like grocery stores can't be open today, but digital stores can be. You know, it's some kind of Amazonian conspiracy, like Amazon, the company conspiracy to throw this in their face. Maybe we can blame, uh, you know, retail, the failure of retail on religion, because every store has to be closed on a national holiday that many people, 50 percent of our population in Canada don't actually uh, follow that religion. It's a crazy thing. But here we are allowing these companies to uh, be open uh, when physical retailers can't be open. Here's a perfect example. Here's a physical button that you can actually order stuff from without a store like that's crazy concepts right but if you're in retail you got to start thinking like amazon or else you are screwed you're screwed. screwed can't say it better than that screwed all right that's the end of the show i like this company called meerkat exactly like oh meerkats are so cute they are that's a great shirt i like that shirt it really is my wife thinks that it makes my face look green and maybe that's just you know maybe that's just that it is green um I, I, I don't have uh, any feelings towards Meerkat or Periscope or any of these companies. I just, uh, I like the shirt. <laughs> you, you have to watch the video to see what the shirt looks like. Uh, it, it looks like this. <laughs> All right, to see if, I, I'm not sure if anybody will come back for 229. I think I've managed to insult uh, Meerkat and anybody who does live streaming. I've insulted religion in general, retail in general, and pretty much everybody in between. So if you dare to come back on episode 229, in fact, I've even insulted the companies that didn't give us their news. So I don't even care about your news. So um, if there is an audience, we will be back next week for episode number 229. We'll be recording this show on April 10th. And April 10th, is also the day that the Apple Watch goes on sale for pre-order. So this is your last warning uh, to go and uh, get in line virtually or physically. I don't care what you do. 
But uh, I'll be in line looking for my Apple Watch. Let's do it. Pre-order. That is it. Is Steve anything else to say? Or have I just alienated and oh, pissed All I got to do is... That was easy. <laughs> I wish I had a button to order my Apple Watch from. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Asif, you know, enjoy your your week at home. Everybody else out there, I hope you had a great, great, great Easter. By the time you're listening to this, baseball will have started. The Yankees will be playing the Blue Jays on Monday afternoon in their first season uh, game of the season. It is the best time right now. Spring, warmth, baseball, hockey playoffs. My goodness, except for if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. So enjoy it. Enjoy each other. And we will be back next week for episode number 229. See you later. See you.